International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to our continuation of Series 19. This one looking at the players of the 2023 Asian Cup due to be played in January 2024. This episode is looking at the players of Syria. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and this is Series 19 on the players of the 2023 Asian Cup played in 2024. Uh, this episode covers Syria's players. So we're doing this media cast in two parts. Part one is uh, kind of building a list of the candidates for the squad and their likelihood of making it. Uh, we think we went into too much detail in previous player media casts we've done, so we're aiming for a bit of a lighter, more listener-friendly uh, version this time. Part two will come out when the squad lists are released and the final squad selected. We think that will be in late December. And then we'll go back over the list uh, we create here and see who made it and who didn't. We'll also cover things like uh, injuries and surprise selections, and uh, we'll describe that more at the end. Uh, we've made a separate video on what we'll be covering over the next nine months. YouTube watchers can see that link on the screen, and it can also be found in the show notes for both watchers and listeners. In short, we're currently focused on the Asian and African Cups, with both taking place in early 2024. And we have also started coverage of World Cup 2026 qualifying. So this episode will have three sections. In section one, we give some general information on the team and discuss. Uh, section two is the main part. We make a list of the main candidates in each position and their likelihood of making the squad, uh, which is based mostly on their recent participation. And section three, we give any closing thoughts, and that's where we will give a preview of part two in more detail. Uh, let's begin then. So uh, I got to say, uh, inconsistency is the only word that describes uh, Syria. I've been looking for kind of patterns in the positions or in the players, and they're pretty hard to come by. Um, we have to assume that... Uh, they were using their best players in World Cup qualifying at the at the beginning of 2020-22. Some of those players have disappeared um, for a lot of the friendlies since, um, with the new players coming in. Uh, but then some of those new players uh, just playing the the middle games uh, and then uh, disappearing with. Uh, the veterans or some of the veterans coming back. So uh, that makes it a little bit difficult to assess um, what the uh, starting positions or the starting kind of uh, uh, players for each position are. Uh, yeah, so no, no consistent candidates for each position. Um, even in the qualifiers and in recent times, the number of changes is bedazzling. Uh, so it's a bit hard to see patterns, as I said. And for some positions, we can't say, for most positions, I would say, we can't say that the position is held by a certain player uh, for more than a third of the time. 
So sometimes it is uh, filled by one or two players a bit more consistently, uh, but sometimes it's filled by new players or quite often by players uh, playing out of position. And, and that can be radical. Uh, one player coded as a left winger either plays as a left winger or he plays as a right back. Uh, we do have some players, though, who are at least consistently on the field uh, or with some consistency on the field, uh, even though they may be playing in a variety of positions. And then uh, we have far more players who are kind of in and out of the squad. So, yeah, in summary, it's uh, hard to see patterns in, in many of the positions. And it's a bit better to uh, follow the players' um, especially those who are starting more regularly than it is to try to follow the positions. Uh, one more comment on the squad is that uh, the firepower, uh, the players scoring their goals is aging out a little bit. So the current top scorer, Omar Al-Soma, is 39 years old. We'll talk about a retired player, uh, too, who was their top scorer. He, he retired quite a while ago. Um, though uh, Omar Kribin uh, scored uh, 10 of their 37 goals in the 2018 World Cup campaign uh, but his production has fallen off so even though he's 29 years old um, they may need to start looking for a new score <clears throat> excuse me they may need to start looking for a new scorer uh, other uh, kind of attacking players Mahmoud Al-Mawas and um, Markidian um, uh, Markidian uh, uh, are also getting towards the end of their career Al-Mawas is 29 years old so still has a few more years uh, perhaps Markidian is 31 years old Okay, uh, and I did talk about a, a, a retired player. Uh, we're not really going to um, go through any but the biggest names here, and we may mention a couple more as we're going through the squad. Uh, but I do want to mention uh, Firas Al-Khatib. Um, even though he did retire in 2019, so uh, obviously they've learned to get by without him. But uh, a big name retiring there. He was uh, the captain of the team and on the squad from 2001 to 19 with 69 caps and almost a 50% scoring ratio, which is very high, uh, 34 goals in his 59 caps. Unfortunately, he never did much for them uh, at tournaments. He was the captain in the 2018, uh, sorry, 2011 Asian Cup, uh, but he was carrying an injury into the tournament and just subbed into a couple of games. And then for the 2019 Asian Cup, um, he uh, he couldn't attend the tournament due to an injury. So uh, unfortunate for him that he couldn't represent the country uh, at the tournaments, but he sure represented them well outside of the tournaments, uh, their main scorer. Um, in his club career, at one point, he uh, he scored 196 goals in 186 appearances for Al Arabi between 2003 and 2009. So uh, a big scorer for them, but uh, retired in in 2019. He played after the Asian Cup there uh, later that year. Okay, let's uh, take a look at their uh, club affiliation. So I don't have a 
a headline for that. Um, but we do look at club affiliations here. Just let me write it in. Um, and again, one of the most outstanding features is how often do players change clubs. Uh, sometimes uh, they'll play for three different clubs in a year, but it's, it's not often that they stay for more than uh, a year or two uh, at a club and um, kind of moving uh, inside their country and outside their country with stunning regularity. Um, the main local clubs uh, are... Uh, not necessarily the main local clubs, but the um, clubs that the players are coming from, at least currently. Uh, most of them are coming from Al Fatua and uh, an another club whose name is often uh, coming up is Al Jaish. But actually, there's fairly good variety beyond that with players coming from uh, various clubs within uh, Syria and uh, Jablé, Tishreen, and Hatin are probably the, the three clubs where uh, two or three players are coming from. And then there's several clubs where one or two players come from. Uh, several of the players play in nearby countries also, uh, sometimes kind of um, going from their country back and forth, between, uh, especially between the Gulf nations, so uh, places like Qatar, Bahrain, um, uh, Saudi Arabia and so on and uh, they have uh, actually um, several players uh, joining clubs in Iraq especially uh, Al Zarwa is, uh, is uh, a name that comes up often an Iraqi name that comes up uh, quite a bit uh, outside of the region, there aren't too many uh, uh, players who play with clubs outside of the region, but there are a few, and uh, they tend not to be very big clubs. Uh, so uh, we do have one uh, uncapped goalkeeper playing for probably the biggest club affiliation, uh, CSKA Moscow, and uh, maybe he'll come into the picture a bit more as he ages. Um, one of the big Asian clubs uh, that have a Syrian player is FC Seoul. And in Europe, um, uh, um, Slovakian club uh, Donadska Strada uh, is uh, one of the biggest clubs in Slovakia. And uh, they have a couple of players playing in Argentina also. And um, one of them plays for Belgrano uh, in Argentina. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, for some reason, I had the label for recent games in the wrong position here, but we're going to look at that next. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're not going to delve into it deeply. Uh, we had four, um, four World Cup 2022 qualifiers. So uh, when we look at the players, we'll be looking at their record, uh, their participation over the last couple of years. So uh, we're going to cover the last couple of years here. We had um, four uh, World Cup qualifiers from January to March uh, 2022. And as we said, we imagined that they used their best players for uh, uh, finishing off the qualifying for that tournament. The teams they actually played there were uh, the UAE, uh, South Korea, Lebanon, and Iraq. 
in those games. And we look at the formations uh, um, for those ones too. Uh, since then, it's just been a long string of friendly games. And um, that's all they've done. Uh, playing uh, their home games when it's, when it's listed as a home game, uh, playing those home games in the UAE, unable to play in Korea and Syria because of uh, the civil strife there. So they had one game in June 2022, uh, two games in September 2022. Uh, for some reason, no games in October of that year, but two games in uh, November, and also two games in December. So quite a lot of friendlies. Um, there were two in March of 2023, uh, one in June of 2023, two in September 2023. So we'll kind of uh, look at these ones as the recent games, actually, um, the June to um, October, I'm calling the recent games. And then um, just one game in October of this year and we're doing this podcast in late October uh, so that was a fairly recent game so as a as I said a huge string of friendlies and uh, for the first part of those friendlies from June 22 to March 2023 uh, quite a few of the veterans um, uh, just were not on the roster and uh, new players were brought in so uh, for whatever reason that was, I won't speculate. Uh, but then we did see some of those players coming back uh, in the June, September and October 2023 games and some of the players who had come in kind of disappearing for those games. Uh, in terms of formations, uh, they've used a variety of formations. Um, but um, the three most common ones are a 4 2 one, three, which they haven't used uh, much recently, a 4-3-3, and then an interesting 4-2-2 formation. And that 4-2-2 formation is the one they've used most, uh, uh, most common recently. So uh, you can see the pattern there, and uh, it's always four at the back, so a bit of consistency uh, there, especially in defense. And uh, up front, it can range from uh, one to three forwards, but recently it's usually been two or three uh, forwards. So as we go through the position, um, uh, perhaps keep that uh, four, two, two, two in mind. Uh, which may help you kind of envision. Uh, finally, we'll take a look at upcoming games. So actually, they have important games in, uh, in uh, November. Uh, the 2026 World Cup qualifiers begin. Um, and that begins actually with an away game in North Korea. Uh, sorry, I'm just... Uh, Having a bit of trouble with the graphics here. Uh, that begins with an away game in North Korea on November 15th. And then a home game in Japan. And they have been using UAE for their home games uh, on November 20th. So, um, again, we, we expect that they'll, they'll use their top players, especially uh, in the game against Japan. Um, 
and perhaps that will give us a bit, a bit of a better look at the, the squad that they might bring to the cup. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to section two. It's, it's all a bit confusing with Syria, so I'm trying to uh, uh, simplify things as, as best we can here. And uh, we'll begin by looking at the manager. So um, we'll just make a quick mention of the out of or the manager that they used for the uh, 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, that was um, German manager Bernd Stange, uh, who brought them through that cup. Uh, they've had a couple of managers since then. Um, and the current manager is Hector Cooper. He's an Argentinian manager, and I'll talk about him a little bit. He came in in February of 2022. No, sorry, February of 2023. Um, yeah, so thinking about those changes to the squad, perhaps he was trying out uh, a bunch of new players over those friendlies. Uh, at the beginning of 2023, but definitely now he needs to be uh, focusing on what his squad uh, for the cup is going to be, and that seems to be happening a little bit slowly. Anyway, um, Hector Cooper uh, with Syria then since 2023. Prior to that, he uh, managed Congo DR and uh, the Uzbekistan national team, who he brought to the... Um, 2019 Asian Cup, and he was manager of Egypt from 2015 to 18, and he brought them to the 2017 African Cup and the 2018 World Cup. So um, a very experienced manager. He was with some big teams in Europe uh, prior to that, um, Aris in Greece and Racing Santander in uh, Spain, and um, Parma in Italy, uh, and he managed Inter Milan in Italy from 2001 to 2003, and Valencia in Spain. Uh, maybe I'm going into too much detail, but that's a pretty impressive resume for uh, Hector Cooper. Now he seems to be uh, a roving international manager. Okay, let's move on to goalkeepers, and we'll just begin by introducing the names here, and then we'll try to build uh, a bit of a narrative about the position, although that's uh, quite difficult with Syria. Um, but we do have three likely uh, keepers, and the first one is Ibrahim Alma. Uh, the second is Ahmad Madania. And the third is uh, Shahar Al-Shakur, uh, all three of those likely candidates. And then we have three possible candidates in uh, Taha Mosa, um, Maxim Saraf, and Abdul Latif Nassan. And if you're looking at the screen on YouTube, the... Uh, the, black, uh, the names in the black font are players who've played in tournaments before, and the ones in gray are ones who have not played in a tournament before. Okay, let's go back and look at the players. So, uh, Ibrahim Alma uh, is a real veteran with the team since 2012. He has 77 caps. Uh, he plays in Syria, and he was the starting keeper in the 2019 Asian Cup. And he started only seven of their games over the past two years. He was on the bench for two, 
and uh, not selected for six others. Those numbers may not add up uh, exactly because I had a bit of discrepancy between uh, some of the sources I was using. So some of them didn't have information on, on certain games. So uh, uh, if it doesn't add up exactly, that's the reason. So uh, yeah, he's an example of uh, one of those players who uh, kind of was there for the World Cup qualifiers disappeared for a lot of those friendlies and then returned and he started five of the last six games. So we think Ibrahim Alma will be the starter, but uh, a bit disconcerting that he disappeared for um, at least six of those games there. Uh, replacing him was Ahmed Madania. Uh, he's been with the team since 2016 and has 20 caps. And he started seven of the games in the middle there. He was subbed in for two and on the bench for three. Uh, but overall, there were just three games that he wasn't selected for. So he's been uh, pretty consistent. He was a backup keeper in the Asian Cup in 2019, but uh, didn't see any action in that cup. So we consider Ahmed Madania a likely candidate. And uh, the third likely candidate is Shahar Al-Shakar. Al so if he uh, is a likely candidate, he will undoubtedly be a substitute uh, at the Cup. And uh, he first appeared uh, actually way back in 2016 uh, on the bench for them. Uh, he only has two caps for the national team, and he got the first one in 2022. But as you see, he's been on the team uh, for much, or in and around the team at least, for much longer than that. He actually did manage to get a start, uh, started one game in that period uh, of friendlies, and otherwise was on the bench for eight and not selected for six. So it looks like um, he's a likely candidate for the uh, probably third string position there. But we have three other candidates who, uh, who have an outside chance of making it. Uh, so we consider them possible. Taha Moser uh, didn't start any of the 16 games over the past two years, but was on the bench for two and um, was on the bench for two games. So uh, actually in 2021, Taha Moser was on the bench quite consistently, um, but his two games uh, over the past two years um, one was near the beginning and one was near the end. So uh, kind of a, a possible candidate in Taha Mosa. Uh, Maxim Saraf uh, is the one who we mentioned. He plays for CSKA Moscow. And now I feel a bit embarrassed because he actually plays for CSKA Moscow's B team. But he's very young. He's just 18 years old. Uh, doesn't have any caps for Syria, but he did appear on the bench in March 2023 and uh, was on the bench for two games there. So uh, again, an outside chance of him making uh, the team here. And uh, a less of a chance is uh, Abdul Latif Nassan. So um, he did appear on the bench three times over the past two years, uh, but has not appeared recently. So uh, maybe we should put him as possible, but unlikely uh, really. Okay, so that's the uh, candidates for goalkeepers. And uh, I think I've kind of said during the course of going through them that it was um, Ibrahim Alma for the World Cup qualifying games and then coming back in for five of the six most recent games. And then Madania uh, 
um, Ahmad Madania covering uh, through most of those friendly games uh, over the past two years uh, in the middle and um, Shahar al Shakir managing to get one of those games as a starter. Okay, let's move on to uh, central defence. And uh, we do have uh, one likely, uh, one definite and one likely player. And then we have a whole lot of um, uh, possible players, actually just five. Um, and let's begin. So we'll begin by introducing the players. And uh, we begin with a definite candidate in uh, Thayer Krumah. Uh, so Thayer Krumah is actually uh, coded as a defensive midfielder, and he does play as a defensive midfielder sometimes, but recently he's been playing as a central defender. Next, we have Omar Al-Midani as a likely candidate. I'm sure he will. Uh, get to the cup and probably be a starter too, but we'll tell you why we had to bump him down too likely. And then we have uh, five candidates at the possible level, and we won't go into full detail on all of these. Uh, but first we have Muyad Al-Kuli, uh, and then Yusuf Mohammed. We have Faris uh, Arnaud, uh, Saad al Al Ahmad, Saad Al Ahmad, uh, Abdullah Al Shami, and oh, my math is terrible. We actually have six. The sixth is Abdul Razak Al Mohammed. So let's take a look first uh, at um, Thayer Kruma. Uh, so as I said, coded as a, as a defensive midfielder, but playing uh, central defence recently. He has started 12 of their 16 games over the past two years and was on the bench for one of them and uh, not selected for two others. Again, there's one game we don't have uh, information for, so we don't know. So uh, Thay Krumah, um, one of the few players who we can cite as a definite candidate due to his participation. And he's played for uh, an amazing list of teams. One of those players who, who changes uh, teams um, you know, once or twice every year. Uh, and he has been with the team since 2015, but was not part of the Asian Cup squad. Um, uh, he has 30 caps, though, and one goal uh, for Syria. Uh, Omar Al-Madani is uh, more of a veteran. He's been with the team since 2013 and has 61 caps and one goal. And he was part of the Asian Cup squad in 2019, though only as a substitute. He only appeared in game three there. And we had to move him down uh, to likely uh, because he started only six of their 16 games over the past two years and was on the bench for two and not selected for uh, seven others. So really he's been in and out of the squad, although in many respects he seems like a starter. Uh, he started three of the last four games, but uh, because he's been in and out of the squad, we can't be sure that uh, he'll be selected. So we moved him down to likely. 
Let's go through the six players who are possible candidates. The first one is Muyad Al-Khuli. So uh, Muyad Al-Khuli has been with the team since 2018, but he only has 10 caps. Uh, he got his first cap in 2018 and then was off the team for a long time, uh, but has come back recently. He's coded as a right back. Uh, but we've moved him to centre-back because he started his last two matches as a centre-back and over the past two years only started uh, once as a right-back in February of 2022. So uh, he seems to be used, be used as a centre-back and started uh, three of their 16 games over the past uh, two years. He was subbed in for two and on the bench for two and uh, not selected for seven matches there. So just a possible candidate in Muyad Al-Khuli, but among the possible candidates, probably one of the more likely, because they will probably bring five or six uh, of these players. We just don't know which ones. Uh, next is Yusuf Mohammed. Uh, he's been on the team since 2020 and has 10 caps. And uh, he's a younger player at 24 years old. It didn't start any of the 16 games over the past two years, but was on the bench for seven. So um, uh, if he does come, uh, he'll probably come as a substitute. He did play more in uh, 2021, uh, where, which is where he got most of his, um, his caps there. Uh, thirdly, we have Ferris Arnaud. Um, Ferris Arnaud been with uh, Syria since 2019 and has 12 caps. He's also 24 years old. He's one of the ones who plays for Al-Zora uh, in, uh, in Iraq and um, started one of their 16 games over the past two years and was on the bench for two. Uh, he kind of came and went, uh, but it was fairly recently uh, on the team in March and June 2023, and then not in September and October, so a little less likely. Uh, also in and out of the squad is the fourth candidate, Saad Al-Ahmad. Uh, so he started five of their 16 games over the past two years and was on the bench for three, um, but not selected for seven others. So uh, actually probably more likely than Faris Arnaud there, but uh, one of several players who are in and out of the squad. Uh, he's, been, uh, he's been that way since 2016, actually, uh, earning just 12 caps over that time, Saad Al-Ahmad. Uh, next is Abdullah Al-Shami. He's been with the team since 2019 and has 13 caps. And he returned after a two-year absence right at the beginning of this period in January 2022 and uh, didn't start any games but was subbed in for three and on the bench for four. So again, uh, uh, kind of a possible candidate but uh, wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make it either. And the last of these six is Al-Durazak Al-Mohammed and um, he's been with the team since 2019 and has eight caps and started three of their 16 games over the last two years and subbed in for one, so not selected for 10 matches. And they, in fact, all of his games were uh, in September to December 2022, and he hasn't appeared in 2023, so uh, less likely than the other candidates, but possible nonetheless. Uh, we also actually have... Um, 
about five players who are possible but unlikely. Uh, and I'll only mention one of them because he's a veteran. Uh, the others we'll only uh, mention and add to the list if they're actually named on the squad in our uh, in the second part of this podcast. So uh, we'll say uh, Ahmad Al-Salih uh, is a veteran since 2008 with Syria and has 58 caps and two goals. And uh, he was part of the 2011 Asian Cup squad uh, although he didn't see any action in that cup. And he was also a starter in the Asian Cup 2019. And he actually returned after a three-year absence in December 2022 to start one of the remaining seven games. But uh, then he disappeared after that. So uh, we have him as possible, uh, but unlikely, along with uh, four other candidates who we won't mention. But as you can see, just from the sheer number of candidates, uh, a lot of players kind of being tested out. And we're not sure which ones will make the squad. But it is likely that Thayer Krumah uh, and Omar Al-Midani uh, will make the squad. In terms of recent uh, participation, uh, we saw from the formations that it's, it's always two central defenders in their four-at-the-back uh, formation. And recently, it's Al-Midani and someone else, although Al-Midani didn't start the last game. Uh, that someone else has, has uh, mostly been Dyer Kruma, uh, but also um, right-back uh, Al-Kuli um, was in the, in the central defense for the last two games. So very confusing uh, here. Okay, so um, let's move on to the left-back position. And here we have a definite candidate. Um, oh, it looks like I put the candidates in the wrong position on the graphic. Uh, I'll just, we'll move them uh, next time. Okay, let's move on to left-backs. And the definite candidate is uh, Khaled uh, Kurdogli. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Because in one spelling it looks like Kurdagli, and the other it looks like Kurdogli. Uh, I'm going to go with Kurdogli. And uh, he, oh, we'll, we'll introduce the candidates first. So he's the definite candidate. Uh, we have three possible candidates as well. Uh, the first is Moyad Al-Ajan. Uh, second is Yusuf Al-Hamwi. And third is uh, uh, Karam Omran. All three of those uh, possible candidates. And we also have one possible but unlikely candidate in Zachariah Hanan. But I won't do more than just mention his name there. Okay, let's go back and take a look. So uh, Khaled Kurdogli um, has been with the team since 2019 and has 22 caps. And uh, he started nine of their 16 games and was on the bench for one, uh, so not selected for five others. But he did start uh, three of the last four, and uh, we consider him a definite candidate. Uh, the first of the three possible candidates, Moyad Al-Ajan, is a veteran with the team since 2012. He has 64 caps and one goal. And he was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, however, over the past two years, he only started one of their games. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for four. 
but not selected for nine or possibly ten matches there. So perhaps uh, working his way out of the squad is Moyad Al-Ajan. The second possible candidate, Yusuf Al-Hamwi, um, returned after a 17-month absence in June 2022 to start three of their remaining nine games, uh, but then wasn't selected for the last five matches, uh, five or six matches, because uh, there's one game where we're not sure of the information. Uh, anyway, Yusuf Al-Hamwi not selected for five uh, or six of the last matches. So um, uh, a possible candidate. One of the many players who kind of came in in the middle of those friendlies, that long string of friendlies, uh, and then who haven't really appeared recently. The same is actually true of the third possible candidate, Haram Om uh, Omran. Uh, so he's new to the team since 2022 with just four caps, even though he is uh, 27 years old. Uh, and he got his first cap in November 2022, uh, started three of their remaining 10 games, and then he too kind of disappeared from the squad. Uh, so Haram Omran. So let's go back and just uh, create a bit of a narrative on the position. It is uh, a Khaled Kurdogli, um quite steady in this position, uh, so that's quite uh, rare for Syria, uh, uh, steady as far as it goes. Uh, interestingly, when he has been replaced, it's not really by one of the other uh, left-backs that we've talked about here, but rather uh, central defender Al-Mohamed uh, in, in 2022, um, and uh, Yusuf Fahad, an attacking midfielder, uh, also took the position a couple of times. So that gives you a taste of uh, some of the confusion uh, in trying to pin down a pattern for Syria. Uh, okay, so nevertheless, it looks like Khaled Kurdogli uh, will be the starter there. Uh, let's move on to right-backs, and we have um, fewer candidates here. A likely candidate in Abdul Rahman Weiss, and a possible candidate in Hussein Juwaid. Um, yes, that's it. So uh, let's go back to Abdul Rahman uh, uh, Weiss. He's been with the team since 2021 and has 10 caps. He uh, actually plays his club soccer in Greece uh, with several clubs uh, in Greece. He's been, and interestingly, also with the Brentford Youth Club uh, in England. He was born in Greece. And he started five of their 16 games uh, over the past two years and was on the bench for two, uh, so not selected for uh, eight matches there. And uh, he did start two of the last match, uh, the last two matches in the right-back position, uh, but in two of his starts, he lined up as a right-attacking midfielder. Uh, that was early on in that long string of friendlies, so um, a bit confusing uh, there, we might see him uh, further upfield, but he is coded as a right-back. Now, the possible candidate is Hussein Juwaid. So he's been with the team for a long time, since 2012, and has 36 caps. And he was part of the Asian Cup squad in 2019, but just as a substitute, he only saw action in one game. And he started three of their 16 games over the past two years, uh, and was on the bench for three, uh, but not selected for um, 
uh, eight matches there. So Hussein Jouaid, uh, a possible candidate, but because there are uh, only two candidates uh, coded as right backs, uh, that gives him um, a bit of a better chance. Uh, so let's finish with a bit of a narrative. So we did see uh, Abdul Rahman Weiss in the position in the past two games. Uh, it's actually a left winger, Amro Janrat, who uh, has replaced him more often over the last two years. And uh, Amro Janrat, who we'll meet later, uh, has been in that position a couple of times recently. And in 2022, it just seemed to be a, a different player uh, in that position in every one of those friendlies. So, um, uh, but in uh, recent times and in the uh, World Cup qualifiers in early, early 2022, uh, it was Amro Genrat, although he does pop up as a left winger uh, as well. Uh, okay, so uh, Abdul Rahman Weiss, the likely starter in that position. Let's move on now to the midfield. And um, we start with uh, players coded as defensive midfielders. Uh, but often it's two players in the central midfield. So it could be a defensive midfielder or it could be a central midfielder. And we'll meet those candidates next. But let's begin with the uh, names of the defensive midfielders. And we have one likely candidate in Kamal, uh, Kamal, uh, Kamal uh, Himish. Uh, Himishe, sorry, a likely candidate, Kamal Himishe, and a possible candidate in newcomer, uh, Ezekiel Ham, an interesting story which we'll tell, uh, and three more possible candidates in Ahmed Al-Bali, uh, Sobi Shofan, and Mohamed Kruma. Okay, and then um, actually we have uh, five players who are off the uh, team, a couple of veterans, but uh, I don't want to dwell too much on them. Uh, we have Zahir, uh, Medi uh, Zahir Medani, uh, a veteran of 60 caps, and um, Haj uh, Tamer Haj Mohammed uh, with 38 caps. Uh, both of those haven't really uh, shown up in the past a uh, couple of uh, past while. So Zahir Medani last appeared in October 2021 and Tamir Haj Mohammed in February uh, 2022. And there are a couple of other players. So with a very slim chance of uh, coming back. Uh, okay, but let's look at the more viable candidates, beginning with our likely candidate, Kamel uh, Hamishe. And he's been with Syria since 2019 and has 27 caps. So quite regularly on the field, he started eight of their 18 games over the past two years and was subbed in for two and on the bench for two, uh, but not selected for four matches, uh, including the last one. So uh, adding a bit of confusion uh, by not being selected for the last game there. We nevertheless consider uh, Kamel... Um, Hamishe, a likely candidate. Uh, the next one is kind of interesting, Ezekiel Ham. He's an uh, Argentinian born and he plays for uh, a smaller Argentinian club. And he got his first cap in October of 2023, so just in their last game. And he started that game. 
So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he shows up uh, for the November games. We consider him uh, a possible candidate. Uh, the next possible candidate, Ahmad Al-Dali, um, has been with the team since 2022 and has four caps. He is 21 years old and uh, got his first cap in September of 2022 and started three of their remaining 10 games. Um, but not selected for any of the last five games. So uh, Ahmed Al-Dali, one of those players who kind of came in for those friendlies, uh, that long string of friendlies, and then disappeared again. But still a possible candidate. Uh, next one is Sobi Chauvin. Um, also not selected for the last five or six games. Uh, he, like uh, Ahmed Al-Dali, got his first cap in November 2022, started uh, three of their remaining nine games and then disappeared again. So he may show up uh, uh, once more. And finally, Mohamed Kruma uh, doesn't have any caps for the national team, but he first appeared on the bench in November 2022 and uh, was on the bench for uh, two matches there and then disappeared. Uh, one of my sources has him uh, on the field for a game in December 2022. Um, but uh, it's a bit doubtful. Nevertheless, he seems to be off the squad now. So, um, uh, but uh, the central midfielders will kind of add to this list because it'll be a mix of uh, defensive and central midfielders, basically uh, the same position uh, in most of um, Syria's formation. So let's look at the central midfielders and we have uh, Muhammad Anes. Uh, sometimes uh, it's spelled Muhammad Anz, uh, who is not a definite but a likely candidate. And here, here we have five possible candidates: uh, Ahmed Ashkar, uh, secondly Simon Amin, Elmar Abraham, Oliver Kaskawo. And Mohamed uh, Rihanie, uh, uh, who sometimes plays more as an attacking midfielder. Uh, let's take a quick look at these uh, players. So, uh, Mohamed Anes is the likely candidate, and he has uh, 26 caps since his first in 2019 and one goal. And uh, he started seven of their 16 games over the past two years, subbed in for two, and was on the bench for the last two matches. So just four matches, uh, possibly five, that he wasn't selected for. So a fairly regular, uh, um, a fairly regular player uh, as far as Syria goes, but on the bench for the last two matches there. Uh, the first possible candidate is uh, Ahmed Ashkar. Ahmed Ashkar uh, returned after a 12-month absence in November 2022 to start two of their remaining nine games. And then he was subbed in, uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for three and then uh, not selected for uh, two others. Uh, Ahmed Ashkar um, has been with the team since 2016 but has only earned 12 caps. Uh, over that time. He was on the 2019 Asian Cup squad, uh, but he only saw about 10 minutes of action in game one there. Uh, 
Uh, okay. Uh, as a substitute, by the way. Uh, okay, so next is Simon Amin. And uh, Simon Amin has been with the team since 2021 and has three caps. And he actually plays for a team in Norway, uh, Sandefjord in Norway, and was with Trelborgs in Sweden uh, and Orebro in Sweden. So those are fairly big clubs uh, in Sweden, but he hasn't played for the um, Syrian team all that much. He returned after a 21-month absence in March of 2023 and started one of their remaining six games and was subbed in for one, but didn't factor in uh, in three others. So actually uh, not selected for three or four games, uh, the most recent games. So Simon, I mean, uh, looks like a good candidate with European experience, but uh, isn't being called up that much. Uh, next possible candidate, Elmar Abraham, is brand new. Even though he's 24 years old, he has no uh, no caps for Syria. He also plays in Sweden for a smaller team called Skodvi. And he got his first appearance on the bench uh, just recently uh, in their most recent game in October 2023. Um, and yes, didn't uh, didn't get any field time during that game, but nevertheless uh, called up. And um, the last part, oh no, second last candidate, Oliver Cascawo, been with the team since 2021 and has eight caps, also plays in Sweden, uh, Dalkard in uh, Sweden, also a fairly small club. He was born in Sweden and has uh, started four of their 16 games over the past two years, subbed in for one and on the bench for one, and uh, not selected for seven matches. He's also played with the under-23 team a little bit, uh, but not selected for the last four matches. So again, uh, up in the air, we can only put him as a possible candidate. And finally, we have Mohamed uh, Rihanier, who uh, was looking like a likely candidate for a while, uh, he's been with the team since 2020 and has 17 caps, even though he's just 22 years old. And uh, he started three of their 16 games over the last two years and was subbed in for six and on the bench for six. So including some time with the under-23 team, uh, there were only two or three games that he wasn't selected for. Uh, uh, However, because of uh, being with the under-23 team and those non-selections, uh, it's now four matches since he's been selected. So uh, among the possible candidates, we probably could move him uh, up on the scale, but um, uh, that he's kind of dropped off over the last little while means we can only put him as a possible candidate. Okay, so a lot of uh, central midfielders and defensive midfielders, uh, but none of them, uh, none of them really making a strong bid. Uh, so let's finish with a bit of a narrative on defensive and central midfielders. Uh, for all of the players we do have coded as one or the other, it's actually an attacking midfielder uh, starting uh, two of the most recent games. So there's just a stunning variety of players stepping into this position, uh, as we saw some of them out of position players. So Kruma um, 
though often a, a central defender, has shown up quite uh, a bit there recently, or has shown up there uh, recently. Uh, Hamishe and Mohammed Anz also uh, seems to be performing, uh, sorry, forming a partnership near the end of World Cup qualifying. Uh, but there's really been no pattern uh, since then. So perhaps November will shed light on that. But this position particularly, uh, central midfield, is uh, impossible to see any kind of a pattern in. Uh, we have two players coded as right midfielders, but they're both at the possible level. Uh, so we'll just kind of quickly go through them. And we have no players at the left midfield uh, uh, coded as left midfielders. So uh, these would tend to be more defensive midfielders. So the role, if they use it, is probably played by a central or a defensive midfielder. And we do have left and right wingers coming up. Uh, so those will be kind of more offensive midfielders, more like left attacking midfielders or wingers. So uh, these ones will probably be a bit more defensive. The first one is possible candidate Eamon Akil. And the second one is Hamza Al-Kurdi. And uh, we won't go into too much detail because neither of them have really shown up for the last five or six games. Um, uh, Eamon Akil has uh, two caps since his first in 2022, and Hamza Al-Kurdi one cap, uh, which was in 2022. So um, we'll leave it at that uh, for now because it looks like they're uh, kind of off the team, but we'll have to see. Okay, let's move on then to left wingers. Sorry, I put those in the wrong place. Uh, let's move on to uh, left wingers. And we begin with uh, Amro Jenyat as a likely candidate. And we have Mohammed Al Mamour as a. Oh, sorry, uh, Amro Jenyat as a definite candidate. Mohammed Al Mamour as a likely candidate. And uh, actually, that's it. The next candidate is Kamel Kawea. But he uh, is just possible but unlikely. I'll actually tell the story because it's a bit intriguing. Uh, he got a long suspension, uh, which was titled Suspended Through Sports Court. Uh, so for seven games recently, he was suspended, but that suspension ended uh, just before the October game, but he wasn't called up for the October game. So um, uh, that's why we have him as possible, but unlikely. So an interesting story there for Kamal Kawea, but probably uh, uh, won't be at the cup. However, Amro Jenyat, our likely candidate, uh, probably will be. He has been with uh, Sirius since 2014 and has 43 caps and one goal and was on the roster for the uh, 2019 Asian Cup but didn't see any action there. Uh, since uh, the last two, over the last two years, he started seven of their 16 games and was on the bench for five others. So really just three or four matches that he wasn't selected for. And so we consider him uh, a definite candidate um, as far as it goes. 
the likely candidate is Mohammed Al Marmor, and he has been with the team since 2017 with 34 caps and four goals. And uh, he has started seven of their 16 games, just like uh, Amro Jenya. Uh, but he was on the bench for just two. So in his case, uh, six or seven games that he was not called up for. And um, uh, yes, uh, so Mohammed Al Marmor, uh, a likely candidate there. And he. Uh, is actually coded as an attacking midfielder, but we moved him to the left wing because that seems to be the position he plays in the most. But he moves around quite a bit, uh, also playing as central attacking midfielder, right attacking midfielder, or I've even seen him as a right forward. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Amro Jenyat is the player we mentioned at the beginning, who strangely is coded as a left winger and then secondarily as a right back. And those seem to be the only position, uh, only positions he, he plays, at least over the last two years. Uh, so it's a bit odd. Um, in terms of the narrative, it was actually a different player in the last, uh, in the uh, first two qualifying games there in early 2022. It was uh, right winger Al Mawas uh, playing on the left wing. And then Al Mormor uh, kind of came into the position, uh, but only about a third of the time. And it's been a wide variety of players otherwise, uh, including Amro Jenyat, but uh, several other names. Uh, playing out of position as the left winger or the left attacking midfielder. Okay, so let's move on to uh, right wing. And I'm sorry if it's confusing, but it really uh, is confusing for Syria uh, with all the changes that they make. Okay, right wingers, we have uh, the candidate we just mentioned, Mahmoud Al-Mawas, as a definite candidate. And we have also Mohammed Al-Halak as a likely candidate here. And uh, one possible candidate in uh, Hussam Aish. So Mahmoud Al-Mawas uh, is a veteran with the team since 2012. He has 76 caps and 14 goals. And uh, he's uh, playing for Al-Shorta in Iraq now, but was with a team in Romania uh, before that. And he was part of the squad for the 2019 Asian Cup. Actually, he was uh, suspended for game one of that tournament, but then subbed into game two at halftime and started game three. Um, and he started eight of their 16 games over the last two years, subbed in for two and on the bench for one. Uh, and just four or five matches that he wasn't selected for. So uh, as far as Syria goes, that's consistency enough uh, for us to name him as a definite candidate. And as we saw, he has also played as a left attacking uh, midfielder. Uh, a likely candidate is Mohammed Al-Halak, and he uh, has been with the team since 2021 and has 15 caps. Uh, He's 24 years old, so that's quite good, although most of his caps were uh, in 2021, or half of them. Uh, in the last two years, he started four of their 16 games and was subbed in for three and on the bench for, for two. But there were six or seven games that he wasn't called up for, so uh, Mohammed Al-Halak, uh, a likely candidate. 
And finally, we have Hossam Aish, got his first cap in 2022 and has uh, two caps. So that was February 2022. And he started one game and was uh, subbed in for one game. Otherwise, just on the bench for one game and not selected for uh, 10 to 12 matches there, uh, including the last two uh, or possibly three games. Again, uh, some of our information is incomplete. So there's one game we're not sure about. Uh, but Hossam Aish, uh, a possible candidate, and he's the player who plays actually for some good clubs here, uh, FC Seoul in Korea since 2023, that's a uh, top club in the Asian uh, region, and also played for Gothborg in Sweden, and he was born in Sweden uh, too, and actually played one cap for the uh, Swedish national team. Uh, but Hossam Aish, a, a possible candidate here, in this Asian Cup for Syria. Okay, we move on to the forwards, and uh, the forwards for us includes the attacking midfielders. And um, we begin with, uh, sorry, my uh, computer's a little slow here. Uh, a likely candidate in Omar Kribin, one of the bigger names on the squad. And uh, uh, possible candidates in Fahad Youssef, uh, Mohammed Osman, uh, Amar Ramadan, Ibrahim Hesar, and uh, Mustafa Junaid. So let's go back to the first of these, Omar Kribin. So he's a veteran too since 2012. Uh, he has 52 caps and an impressive 22 goals. And he's actually not that old, just 29, although. Uh, I think his production uh, has fallen off uh, recently. He got two of their 23 goals in World Cup 2022 qualifying, so that is uh, a little low for him. But he was very impactful uh, in the 2019 Asian Cup, starting all three games there, and probably their most memorable player there. And uh, he, over the past two years, has only started four of their uh, 16 games and was on the bench for one. So really that would put him at the possible level. Uh, it's just that he's such a big name uh, that uh, we think it would be um, difficult for them not to bring him to the cup. So we put him as a likely candidate, but really hasn't played that much uh, over the last two years. Uh, Fahad Youssef is our first possible candidate. And he has been with the team since 2015 with 38 caps. He's uh, kind of getting old. He's 30, 36 years old. And he has started three of their 16 games, uh, subbed in for two, and on the bench for, la uh, for the last one. Um, this is over the last two years. So uh, uh, not selected for eight or 10 games there, but uh, selected as late as October 2023. Uh, Fahad Youssef was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, at least for the first two games there. And um, uh, yes, he's been in and out of the Syrian team a lot over the past two years, so we can only put him as a possible candidate. Next is Mohammed Osman. And uh, 
He was born in Syria, but raised in the Netherlands. And actually, most of his teams uh, have been in the Netherlands. It was Sparta Rotterdam uh, in 2021 and 22. And uh, after that, he moved to a team in Thailand. Uh, he was uh, a substitute in the 2019 Asian Cup, but he gained a starting position uh, for games two and three there. And recently, he has been uh, off the team. He actually has uh, only six caps since his first one in 2018. And he returned after an almost two-year absence just recently in September 2023 and then started the last two uh, of their remaining three games uh, and was on the bench for the other one. And even though he's coded as an attacking midfielder, he started those two games as a central midfielder. So we'll leave him as a possible candidate. You know, in the long term, he seemed to be off the team. And in the short term, is back as a starter. So a bit hard to uh, determine where he actually stands with the squad. Next, we have Amar Ramadan. And he's a possible candidate too, with four caps since his first in 2021. And he's the player who plays for the Slovakian team, uh, Donatska Streda. I do believe that's one of the uh, biggest teams in, in Slovakia. And uh, that stands to reason because he was also with one of the biggest teams in uh, Hungary, uh, Ferenc Varosi is a big team in Hungary and uh, Amar Ramadan was also on the uh, youth club for Juventus uh, in Italy so a fairly impressive resume for the 22 year old there and uh, he got his first cap for Syria in March of 2022 and started uh, two two games for them two of the remaining 14 games and was subbed in for two so only four games there but he did start uh, the most recent game uh, in october so uh, given his affiliations he may be uh, more of a likely candidate those are pretty good uh, club affiliations and he did start the most recent game so perhaps we'll see amar ramadan uh, at the cup, but we just have him at the possible level. Also at the possible level is a brand new player, Ibrahim Hassar, and he is the player who plays for Belgrano in Argentina. Uh, he is born in Argentina, and uh, he's actually 30 years old, so uh, starting late with Syria here. He actually hasn't appeared on the field for Syria, but only on the bench. And that uh, most recently, only in their most recent game in October 2023. So uh, we'll see if he uh, uh, makes inroads into the squads here. But Ibrahim Hassar, excuse me, Ibrahim Hassar, a, a possible candidate. And finally, uh, Mustafa Janid. So Mustafa Janid uh, is 23 years old and been on the team since 2022 with five caps. And he got his first appearance actually on the bench in 2021 in November. And over the past two years, although he hasn't started any games, he was subbed in for five and on the bench for three. Uh, and so um, he's actually close to being a likely candidate uh, here, given his uh, recent participation. That's Mustafa Janid. Uh, but as you can see, uh, difficult to choose from among uh, those five possible players. Some interesting options for them there. 
and uh, Omar Kribin, uh, the most likely, but surprisingly, hasn't played that much. So there's really no pattern in this position uh, of central attacking midfielder, and some of the formations don't have this position. So uh, it's actually uh, the, the player who has played there the most is none of these candidates. It's actually uh, uh, Mardikan, the forward. Um, the forward Mardik, Mardikian, who has been playing in this position uh, when they actually use it. So, uh, oh, actually, uh, yeah, not recently, but in the World Cup qualifiers, uh, Mardikian was playing in that position. So we'll have to see, uh, we'll have to see who, who, who is selected and perhaps the November games uh, will shed some light. Now we move on to our last uh, group is the forwards. We don't have any players coded as secondary strikers, although uh, Mardikian sometimes does uh, act that way. Uh, and for forwards, we actually have four. Um, we have four likely candidates. The first one is uh, veteran Omar Al-Soma. And then we have Ala Al-Dali. And we have Yasan Samia, and oh, it's just three, and um, the other one is a possible candidate, and that is Mardik, uh, uh, Mardikian. Uh, we also have three uh, who we have at the possible but unlikely level. I'll just mention their names in case they are selected, but none of them have been uh, selected for recent matches. Uh, one is Ali Bashmani, another is Molham Babuli, and another is Mahmoud Al-Aswad. Uh, so we'll add them to the list if they appear on the, uh, on the squad when it's released. Uh, but we'll go back to talk about these players. So Omar Al-Soma is the captain of Syria and, uh, you know, is in fact is probably a uh, probably a definite candidate given that he is the captain. Um, but we have to consider him uh, just likely because he only started six of their 16 games over the past two years and was subbed in for one. So uh, there's uh, maybe seven to nine games where he wasn't selected. Two of them we're not sure about. Uh, and that's quite a lot. Um, uh, Omar Al-Soma is uh, now uh, 34 years old. Uh, he's been with the team since 2012. He actually only has 38 caps with them, but he has 20 goals in that 38 caps. And in... Uh, 2009-19, he started. Uh, uh, he was a starter uh, in the Asian Cup um, there. I'm just checking on that number because the number of caps is low, but it is in fact 38 caps. He he was off the field for a period of five years at one point. So, uh, nevertheless, he's been a great scorer for them. He was their top scorer in World Cup 2022 qualifying with nine of their 23 goals. But he is 34 years old, so uh, getting up there in age. Uh, and we'll leave him as a likely candidate, Omar Al-Soma. And next we have Ali Al-Dali. And uh, he uh, has 17 caps and two goals. 
since his first in 2020, and he started five of their 16 games. He was subbed in for three and on the bench for one. And uh, he wasn't selected for six or seven other matches, including the last one. So, uh, uh, nevertheless, a likely candidate, Ala Al Dali. Uh, our third likely candidate is Yasin Samia. Uh, he started actually three of the last four matches, so uh, he may be coming into the picture more. He has uh, seven caps since his first in 2022, just one goal there, and uh, he got his first cap in March of 2022 and uh, started three of the remaining 14 games subbed in for two and on the bench for two. So uh, there still were six games that he was not selected for. And the possible candidate is Mardik, uh, Mardikian. So we saw that he sometimes plays as a central attacking midfielder or a secondary striker. And he has been on the team since 2012 with 42 caps and eight goals. And uh, he uh, was part of the Asian Cup squad in 2019, but just a substitute there, uh, he only saw uh, half of game two. He was subbed. Uh, oh, actually, he started that game, but was subbed out at halftime. Uh, in the last two years, he started four of their 16 games and was on the bench for two and not selected for 10. However, he did start two of the last three games. So it uh, seems to be coming back into the picture, uh, Mardik Mardikian. And as mentioned, there uh, are three players at the possible but unlikely level who we won't put on the list. And so we'll just finish with a, a little narrative on the forwards here. So in terms of formation, there could be anywhere from one to three forwards, but recently they've gone with two or three. And uh, in the World Cup qualifiers, it was Kribin uh, and Al-Dali, uh, um, sometimes sharing the role, but sometimes playing on the field together. Um, Al-Soma Al did uh, appear there in those World Cup qualifiers, but then uh, was uh, gone from the team for a long time, but came back to start in the position Al-Soma in the last two games. Uh, so overall, we could say that Al-Dali and Al-Somar uh, seemed to share the position. Kribin was in there earlier, but has kind of uh, dropped out, as we saw. Uh, so Al-Dali and Al-Soma uh, seem to share the position and at times do start games together. Phew, well, that was a pretty tough one with Syria because uh, it was hard to identify uh, patterns. That will be the, the first of my closing thoughts. Um, uh, hard to identify patterns there, but we'll see if the November games uh, kind of shed any light. But it does seem to be a bit of a problem for the manager who really has to start uh, kind of deciding on his uh, on his squad because there really have been players coming in and out uh, quite a bit. Uh, okay, and we'll finish just with a preview of part uh, two. So when the uh, final squads are published, we will uh, do the part two of this media cast. And uh, we'll kind of go through the list and uh, say which players made it and which players didn't. 
And uh, as we do that, we'll make note of any uh, surprising non-selections. That would be players we kind of expected to uh, make the squad at the likely or definite level that didn't make the squad. And then any surprise inclusions, that would be uh, players at the possible but unlikely level or players who seem to be off the squad that were actually included in the squad. And then there's always a couple of new players uh, uh, whose form is good coming up to the tournament uh, added to the squad. So we'll mention those players too. And finally, we'll also do an update on injuries. Uh, we can't really do that until it gets closer to the cup. I haven't noticed any players uh, with long-term injuries, but we'll take a closer look at it in part two. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. I'd like to thank Navur Abacham and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap.